A reading from the Acts of the Apostles, chapter 20, beginning at the 28th verse. Pay careful attention to yourselves and to all the flock in which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers to care for the church of God, which he obtained with his own blood. I know that after my departure, fierce wolves will come in among you, not sparing the flock. And from among your own selves will arise men speaking twisted things to draw away the disciples after them. Therefore, be alert, remembering that for three years I did not cease night or day to admonish everyone with tears. And now I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and to give you the inheritance among all those who are sanctified. The word of the Lord. In a somewhat recent post on his website, The Protestant Face of Anglicanism, um, Episcopal theologian Paul Zoll featured the cover to issue 113 of the comic book Lois Lane, Superman's Girlfriend. On, on the cover of this issue, we see Superman splayed out dead on the floor, while Lois Lane lies half on top of him, cradling him and kissing him as she mourns the tragic loss of this man that she has so deeply loved. And surrounding this picture is a caption that reads, The Man of Steel dies, and Lois becomes the girl who mourned Superman. Well, underneath the picture, PZ wrote these very poignant words. The fate of 90% of evangelicals, and we could also add the Anglo-Catholics too in the Episcopal Church. If you understand anything about the Episcopal Church, that's very true. Uh, Especially when we're talking about those who are called to the ordained ministry. That's ultimately why St. Paul gives the counsel to the pastors in Ephesus that I read a few minutes ago. The devil and his fierce wolves spare no expense in attacking and seeking to kill both pastors and their flocks, not necessarily physically, but certainly spiritually and emotionally. After all, we've been given the task with the call to give of ourselves to proclaim the word of God, to herald the good news of the gospel, and this giving of ourselves in the word often comes at a cost. Because it's the end of the powers of evil, the words going forth to make believers out of unbelievers is a major threat to the powers of evil. And consequently, this means that when the gospel gets loose, trouble is soon to follow for many a preacher. I am firmly convinced, at least in part, that this is why Mondays are generally the worst days of my week. I preach and I teach and I administer the sacrament on Sunday and then everything feels off on Monday and sometimes it feels like nothing can go right. I get emails or phone calls or pop-in visits from people who have had time to stew in the words of my sermon and are looking for some kind of confrontation or they want to pick a bone about how Sunday school is being handled or the way that the capital campaign is being run and so on and so forth. And I'm not the only one who is in pastoral ministry who has said this. A good friend of mine from seminary has uh, posted this on Facebook before that he's in the same boat. It seems to be a somewhat universal situation from what I can gather. That's why St. Paul says these words that we do well to pay attention to. Pay careful attention to yourselves and to all the flock in which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers to care for the church of God, which he obtained with his own blood. Pay careful attention to yourselves and to all the flock. The funny thing is that we usually hear the second part of that statement louder than we hear the first part of that statement. But we need to listen to the first, 
pay careful attention to yourselves. Because we're called to a vocation which requires the constant giving of ourselves, it's easy to stop caring for ourselves. After all, we don't have the time. There's always another meeting to attend, another sermon to write, or another visit to make. And it doesn't help that when we do try to care for ourselves, and I'm going to at least speak personally here, we get a bug in our ear that tells us that we're being selfish by doing so. But you see, St. Paul is giving sage advice here. If we're to be of any use to our congregation, let alone our family and our friends, we need to care for ourselves. It's why St. Paul says the very same thing to Timothy in 1 Timothy 4.16, keep a close watch on yourselves and on the teaching. Now this begs a question, how do we care for ourselves? What is Paul talking about here? Well, he answers that question in verse 32 of our passage from today, and he says, And now I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and give you the inheritance among all those who are sanctified. The primary way that we care for ourselves as pastors is by clinging to God and to his word of grace. Someone once told me that every preacher needs a preacher, and every absolver needs an absolver. And I believe that is absolutely true. Having a therapist or taking up a hobby may be useful to some extent in caring for ourselves, but at the end of the day, what we all need is someone to preach the word to us clearly, to set us free and to build us up. We need the comfort and the hope of the gospel ourselves because Christ has promised us that he will be at work in that word to build us up and to give us his inheritance. So to that end, let me be your preacher and absolver today so that you can have a moment to take care of yourself. Hear the word of the gospel. Because of what Christ has accomplished on your behalf through his cross and resurrection, your sins are forgiven. You are justified and covered in the righteousness of Christ. Through baptism, you have been made the sons and daughters of God, and you now have the sure and certain promise that when God looks at you, he is well pleased for Jesus Christ's sake. Cling to that word today as the beginning of taking care of yourselves. Amen.